This episode is brought to you by Studio. Studio wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones as not just a tech device, but also an accessory. Currently, the headphones market can offer you one of two things, style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. Studio wants to bridge that gap. While emphasizing modern Scandinavian design, they also provide a product that matches the quality of even the highest-rated headphones on the market, for a fraction of the cost. Studio was kind enough to send us a blue and black pair of the Vasa design, and also a code for our listeners to get an exclusive discount. Enter code AMERICANSLACKER, all one word, for 15% off any purchase at studio.com, worldwide shipping included. That's S-U-D-I-O.com. Dick swinging, swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man needs what? a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let him smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna lead with the We're beer. not gonna lead with uh, So if you are a very dedicated slacker and you listen to the all the way to the end of our episodes, you might have noticed something we've been doing the past couple episodes. Oh yeah, we've been hard at work, and uh, we brought you something a little different than what we normally bring you. And hopefully you, you had the chance to check that out at the end of each episode, since episode 100. Yeah, it's a little five-part series that we did, kind of a narrative mystery, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, science fiction piece, if you will, maybe. Yeah, a little bit of horror, maybe, who knows? Yeah, something along those lines. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, we're finally putting the last part of it out tonight well on this episode oh yeah so uh if you haven't checked it out yet go back to episode 100 listen to the post credits the uh post mary jane and uh you'll hear you know the beginning and then continue on from there we hope you enjoyed it as well hell yeah i know uh we enjoyed making it so uh let us know what you think and otherwise welcome to american slacker podcast as always, I'm Matt. And I am Beast Hunter Jesse. Ah. You'll yeah. get that reference if you listen to the, the things we've been doing at the end of Hell the yeah. episode. Yeah, again, check them out. <laughs> and with the beginning of our show, we always like to give a little bit of love out to the podcast community by doing our pod shout-out pick of the week. The way this works, anyone that retweets our latest pinned tweet, which is always our latest episode... They get entered into a lottery to possibly get picked to get a shout out. So Matt, we got 34 retweets this time. 34. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with number four. Number four. Okay, we're going alone on this time. Yeah, it's episode 104. You know, four. Let's see Start what you're doing. 
Doesn't mean he's going five next there's time. Always a, there's always a method to the madness. Right. Uh, number four is at Poop Culture, and it's the Poop Culture Podcast. Okay. And they bring you a <laughs> podcast that even your mother would like. Ah, I'll contrary to the name. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected that with uh, poop in the title. Yeah, they wouldn't think that's mom-friendly. Some shout-outs to the hosts. Uh, they have their Twitter handles here. There's at Mark James Poop, at Bo B. Craft, and at Rick Man Crush. And those, that's also in their, uh, their description. They've been going since 2013. Okay. They, they're out awesome. of New York, and they have a website, poopculture.com. Ah, fellow New Yorkers, what up? So, congrats, at Poop Culture on Twitter for winning the shout-out of the week. And uh, for any other pods that want to play along and possibly get this shout-out, make sure to retweet our latest pin tweet. Oh, yeah, hit us up. Could be you. So, Matt, what do we got coming up in today's show? Well, as always, we're going to start out with our bizarre news. And uh, today we got a story featuring the great battle of one man versus 74 wieners. Uh-oh. Can't end well. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it kind of does, I guess. In long term, it doesn't. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> then we're going to step into Xbox gaming. There's a lot going on with Xbox right now. And we've been busy playing a few games we want to talk about. And then we're going to finish it out. We got some music to talk about and uh, deliver some new artists to your plethora of listening. So uh, get ready. It's going to be a fun episode. And with our weird news, we always like to start out with a little bit of weed news. And this time we're talking about my state, California, and new restrictions for the sales of cannabis that they've set forth. Huh. Okay. They're making it harder for the consumer? Or what's going on there? Well, on July 1st of this year, uh, dispensaries were forced to, you know, make a big decision here. Because with new restrictions that are coming across... Cannabis must now be rigorously tested for pesticides, herbs, toxins, heavy metals, mold, and other contaminants that could be harmful to the smokers. Oh, I like this. I like this. There's nothing worse. Like, you know, I get unregulated, but every now and again, you'll get some bud with some like mold or something on it. And it's just not right. That's not right? cool, man. You don't want That's... that in your lungs. No. So they're looking out for the consumers with this, but retailers, you know, they have all this back stocked cannabis that's already in their stores that would not meet those requirements because they had not been tested so it ended up on july 30th the day before a lot of them had to have like fire sales to get rid of all this uh, backstock cannabis yeah get rid of all the fucking junk weed Ugh. which i Man. mean was a detriment to their sales i'm sure yeah yeah but still like i like to see this as a consumer you know, get rid of that shit and get the uh, pure product in there that I don't have to worry about the quality. That's true. I, I definitely agree with you on that end. But on the business end, they were eating mm. a lot of uh, profit. It's oh, estimated yeah. that 4,500 pounds of cannabis uh, was <sighs> destroyed or, or wow. got rid of due to the regulations. Man, that's a lot of weed. And that's $10 million worth of inventory. Man. We can do a lot with that. We can do a lot. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that ended up being about half of what it would have been if they had been able to sell. I, I'm, I'm torn. I, I feel for the dispensaries on this, but I also, yeah. as a consumer, you know, it's good that they're stepping up the safety on it. Yeah, yeah. It sucks they took a loss, but uh, yeah, again, it's really good. 
for and quality. well and one more thing that should be touched on is the fact that uh, labs are starting to get backed up with orders and some have refused new customers because now all of these uh, growers have to get their stuff tested. Yep. Yeah, that's time-consuming and a money-staking process. So now you could be end up setting out a whole bunch of cannabis that you can't get tested because you can't find a laboratory that'll take it. Yep, that's shitty. And then it just yeah. goes to waste. Yeah, it's so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this, if it'll affect the prices of anything, or uh, I, I, yeah. if anything, I could see prices going up because of this. Yeah. Yeah, right? But you get better weed, so. Yeah, yeah I if can't you, complain. If you want to read a little bit more about this, we'll be posting this article up on our Facebook page. Uh, if you search American Slacker Podcast on Facebook, you'll find it. And we post these up every Wednesday whenever our Facebook or whenever our episode comes out. So be sure to go check that out there. Check it out. Well, our next story is taking us to Spartansburg, South Carolina, where a South Carolina family is uh, suing a funeral home because three years after after a loved one had been cremated supposedly they find her body hanging out in the basement of the morgue oh no i thought you were gonna say kicked into a giant hole no because it's spartansburg this is sparta no that would be a more badass fitting ending to like that but no i just found it in the basement in the of this like morgue in an unrefrigerated room no less And it was just found covered with a cloth and surrounded by fragrances that masked the smell of the decomposition. That's really bizarre. Yeah, so that's the weirdest thing about it. And like, so somebody had to have found it and been like, uh-oh. Like, what well, the fuck? Well, yeah, they, they masked it with fragrances, which means someone was doing upkeep. Yeah. It, it's a, I feel like there's a really weird underlying story here, and there's not much on it out there, besides that the funeral home is trying to uh, get the lawsuit dismissed. And, you know, they've had, um, they had their license revoked too. So that's pretty, you know, that's pretty good, but okay. I mean, who knows? Because they could probably get the it back. license was revoked. Yeah. I guess they could probably get it back probably though. I'd imagine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, might be a slap on the wrist kind of thing, but yeah, if you're in the business of like dealing with dead bodies, you shouldn't just like forget about it. It doesn't even sound like they forgot about it though. No, like that. Somebody, the fragrance, man. Somebody. The fragrance. There's something weirdly fucking weird going on here. Very true. They they might have like a Jeffrey Dahmer on their hands. Let them get away or something. Yeah, right. Who knows, man? Well, man. If we get an update on that, they need to look into that. Yeah, they really do, and it just seems like shady fucking police work here because it seems like there's something that needs to be investigated a lot deeper. Yeah. There, I, I don't know what it could possibly be, but uh, that that's an odd circumstance. You don't just forget about yeah. a body downstairs. Yeah, right. What did they give them for the cremation? Like, you give them something. What did they cremate? Oh, yeah. Huh. Weird. Huh. Many questions. Many, Many questions, questions here. <laughs> well, we're headed to something a little bit more cheery. We're talking about the 4th of July, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. Ooh, that's a lot of wieners. <laughs> yeah, this annual event of shoving wieners in your mouth is known w- almost worldwide, I would say. And along with that, the 11-time winning champion Joey Chestnut's name, I would say, is Ooh. also known pretty, pretty at least ca- countrywide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people have heard his name. He's in the papers. He's on TV. Come on. 
the end, he uh, broke his own record this year. He had 74 hot dogs, beating his uh, record from last year of 72 hot dogs. Oh, Jesus. There was a slight judging dispute, though, because uh, it was revealed that he had eaten many more hot dogs than the running tally had indicated, so he probably had, like, maybe 80. Jeez, man. That's crazy. That's an insane amount of hot dogs. With bun, too, right? Uh, yes, I believe the bun is necessary for, oh, for each for the count, you know? They soak them in the water. It's it crazy. Dip, dip, dip. and go, dip and go. Dip yeah, and otherwise rip. the bread sort of gets dry in your mouth. Jam up. You can't be it jamming was, up in the middle of the, the it 70s It was 91 feet. degrees during this uh, oh. event, too. Imagine cramming 74 hot dogs, like, sweating oh, balls. Maybe they chilled them, you know? They were chilled Ew. hot dogs. Oh, like those Vienna sausages I had you eat last, uh, uh, last episode? Cold hot dogs are basically bologna. Why is everybody ignoring this? Yeah, no, you're right about that. It's like cylinders of bologna. It really like tastes just like bologna if it's cold. It's so weird. If you think about it, those big things of bologna that they cut from at the deli is pretty much just a hot dog blown up to a giant hot scale. Dog. Yeah, it's it a really giant is. Hot dog. It's like giant hot dog chodes because they're not really like it would be like you know four feet long and they're just like little sections. But yeah, imagine using the meat cutter on a hot dog. She getting little like slices of hot dog off like little that. slivers. Then I could get down seventy four. Man, yeah, just right. Like tiny little slivers. Little slivers, like. <laughs> so yeah, chest- throw it in the blender. <laughs> right. So Chestnut uh, ended up eating seventy-four hot dogs. He has not won every year in a row. He's like one in eleven times, but he's been bested a couple of times. And someone I want to mention is Matt Megatoad Stony, who won at some point, not this year. Uh, he, this year he was. Uh, like below third i believe he wasn't even mentioned in the in the winners second oh, place yeah. was carmen sincati and third place was darren breeden okay and they they still put away like 40 and 64 hot dogs that's 43 and 64 that's more than i could do that's crazy it's a lot i could do like two tops dude yeah when i eat hot dogs it's two yeah two most two. yeah dude oh man that's that's crazy yeah, and long so, term, I just—it's gotta be horrible for them. And people take bets on this too. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, people bet on everything. That doesn't surprise me. There's odds on this, and you know, I guess Chestnut's a safe bet if you're going for it. But I'm throwing it out there. Matt Stoney—he—he's from my area. I watch his YouTube channel. Um, I, I would say he's the dark horse. If, oh, man, if you ever wild card. Place a bet. We got a wild card here, huh? Maybe yeah. take a bet on him next time. I wouldn't doubt it. Man, you heard it here. We got the uh, we got the inside scoop on your betting odds for Nathan's hot dog competition. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know if uh, you're winning this competition, you end up taking home a ten thousand dollar first first place prize. Jesus Christ! I had no idea there was that much money in hot dog eating. Yeah. It's and then the good. remainder of the $40,000 prize purse is divided up amongst the runners-up of the men's and women's section. So, yeah, I forgot to mention the uh, winner of the women's competition. That was oh. Mi- Mickey Sudo. How many we put down? 37 in 10 minutes. Damn. And then uh, Michelle Lesko in second with 28 and Juliet Lee with 25. Wow. It's a lot of hot dogs, man. It's a lot of a lot of wieners, as as you said before. <laughs> Jesus. 
Well, we wouldn't recommend it on your own. They're supervised and professionals. <laughs> yeah, they have EMS there. there. Is that it? E- e- EMT. Emergency- yeah. I guess EMS would be emergency medical services, because that, so that would work too. Yeah. Well, our next story is taking us to Texas, where we have quite the breakaway and uh, the best escape story. It's kind of a it's a cute and uh, happy ending story, I would say. Okay. Because what we have here is uh, members of a Texas Parks and uh, Wildlife Department had been uh, put off guard when they found a uh, pink flamingo, an African flamingo, flying among seagulls in La Vega <laughs> Bay, and uh, they were like, "What the fuck?" Trying to blend and- in. Yeah, he was just hanging out with the seagulls, thought he was one of them, you know, who knows. Um, and uh, so obviously, you know, flamingos aren't native to Texas. They're not native to anywhere in the United States, I think. And uh, Florida, maybe. Or maybe South Florida, right? Southern yeah, Florida, Florida, maybe. Well, actually, yeah, a few sightings in Florida. It actually says in this article, there's a few sightings in South Florida and okay. Puerto Rico, if you count that. But uh, so, yeah, they happened to see with the binoculars that it had a bracelet and he was tagged number 492. And he's actually a famous flamingo that escaped the Kansas Zoo over a decade ago. Oh shit! Ten yeah, years man. on the run. Ten years, yeah, over ten years on the run, a living a happy life. on the lamb. Yeah, they probably you know figured he escaped and didn't make it. I mean, he's not. It's not. It's must, a tropical bird. Must have got hit by one of those semis crossing uh, the 408. <laughs> oh jeez, God, it's a horrible ending. Um, <laughs> And unfortunately, this all be, this all came about because they hadn't trimmed his uh, wings. Usually, they'll trim the wings on birds like this so that they can't fly and they don't have to like put a netting over them or anything. Okay. And uh, they thought they were young. He was he wasn't fully grown, but uh, a windstorm had happened and the bird used his wings and coasted right out of his uh his like barricade area. Oh shit! Yeah, man. And um, they hadn't even had the chance to give it a blood test and determine its sex. So, like, they, didn't, they don't know anything about him, really, if it's a, a guy or a girl, you know? Okay, just yeah. flamingo, genderless flamingo on the run. Yeah, man. Um, and it, he's got a crazy story. He was originally from Tasmania. He spent some time in South Africa before being, being brought to the zoo in 2004 with 39 other flamingos. Like, wow. So, like, when he was young, he was moved around a lot. So, he's, he's like, been all over this little flamingo. He's had a he's, troubled past, I see. Man, and it's he crazy. took off one day. So he's a 22-year-old bird right now, and they can live up to 50 years. So he could get to see, you know, a good part of the United States throughout his Damn. life. Damn. Yeah, yeah if he can go up to the Pacific Northwest or something. Present in there yet, I guess. Yeah, man, it's wild. <laughs> this bird's just living his life. How? Like, cause I thought they ate like shrimp or something. That's what made him pink. I don't know. I don't know, man. He, he is kind of white. So he's like, oh, he's blending with the seagulls. He's, yeah, I don't know, man. He's kind of pink, a little bit of pink on him, but, uh... You know, I just imagine, have you ever seen, like, seagulls attack a, um, like, trash can that's full of shit? Oh, yeah. Like, imagine, along with those seagulls... Oh, my God. A giant flamingo just coming in and ripping off the top of the trash can and, like, just fucking getting its neck in there. Like, Pulling it apart, making the mess of that fucking garbage. Dude. Yeah, so much carnage. It's a giant trash bird at that point. Uh, But those little legs, they're so frail with those little legs. God forbid that flamingo started shit with me. I would just break it. It might be able to (sighs) kick. It might pull like a kangaroo kick on you with those little folds. It comes kicking at me with those thin little things. I'm going to snap it in half and use it as chopsticks. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I want to see that. I want to see you versus a flamingo. Uh, any day, any day of the week. Flamingos don't test Matt. He's Tell fucking me the place. taking names. Under the bridge, behind the school, whatever. Did you this want. flamingo have a name? Uh, number forty-two or four ninety-two rather. It's like eleven from fucking Stranger Things. Yeah, then just fucking give him a fucking number. That's how it made its way out. It's psychic. Yeah, man. He's just uh, just a bird with a number instead of instead born of a name. Run. Maybe I, I was mean, born to fly. What should we call him? We should give him a name right here. I would say call I want to say Rico, Pinky, but I feel like that's a Rico. I like Rico. I like Rico. I like Rico. That's, that's a good one. So yeah, best yeah. of luck, Rico the flamingo. We have yeah, another breakout, yeah. but this one's over in France. Okay. And got, this is, is a happy ending? Like, what's going on here? Well, this is uh, not the first time for this French uh, breakout artist named, uh -oh. excuse me here, Radon Fade. Pardon my French. So, <laughs> notorious career, this notorious career thief, he was once the most wanted man in France and pulled off daring jailbreak uh, last month and fled in uh fled in the paris area by helicopter jeez this was like a hollywood movie which he says yeah. he actually gets his inspiration out of he says that his life of crime was inspired by american films such as scarface and heat so i guess we're to blame <laughs> for this one right yeah yeah god damn it hollywood fucking <laughs> the rock johnson we're, we're blaming you yeah yeah you, you blaming dwayne the rock johnson yeah, for this uh, French breakout. Oh, man. Should have never went so fast much. and furious. Exactly. <laughs> and like I said, this wasn't the first time this man broke out. He's 46, and uh, Damn. He's, he's broken out before using dynamite. Oh, God. Just breaking apart places. Yeah, in 2013, he blew apart you know, part of the prison using dynamite and escaped out of there. He had been in prison since mid-2011 for breaking parole and overpass convictions for bank robberies and a brazen heist of cash in transit vehicles. Man. So it's like Grand that's crazy. Yeah, this dude is like organized crime syndicate over here. <laughs> and he even told like uh, his parole the first time that he like, you know, was going to change his ways and not go back to the life of crime. Motherfucker kept like going around. He shot a police woman in a... Uh, in a bank robbery, I believe it says. Jesus, man. Reckless. This is like his, what, third attempt, you know, breaking out of prison. And this time it was in a helicopter. And it had, like, the entire uh, fucking police force scattered amongst the Paris area to try and catch this guy. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I didn't think James Bond villains were real. But, but they this, are. This guy makes a case for it. That, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, man. So he's uh he's at large right now, right? I, I believe so. Uh, I haven't gotten an update, but I believe he has not been caught yet. Man, that's wild. Well, we got another flying story in our next one here, where we were talking about a uh, a soldier who was paragliding and uh, had a really unfortunate accident. Now, you know, normally when you take a fall off of paragliding, you got to worry enough about breaking your legs, breaking your arms, getting, you know, smashed on a rock, something like that, right? Yeah. Well, this guy in our story has got to have one of the most gruesome injuries I think I've ever seen, where uh, 
he was paragliding and somehow he coasted right into a branch. And uh, I'm not talking about a little branch, I'm talking about a nice thick branch, like six six inches wide, easily. This is a gruesome picture too. Yeah, this is a gruesome one warning to everybody watching the video. Bah, this shit is crazy. This dude has a tree through his shoulder. He, uh, he was paragliding with this like motorized paraglider and just fucking the engine Looks killed. like a lawnmower on his back. Yeah, man. Yeah, it does look like a lawnmower. <laughs> Um, but here's the picture of this dude. He's crazy. That's the here's shocking the... picture. Yeah, man. And he even he was quoted as saying, "I am Groot." <laughs> with this through like, which is even crazier? He's got a crazed look in his eye in that picture with it just coming through. Dude, look at that face. If that's that was on the other side, maybe maybe it wouldn't have hit his heart. I don't know, man. That's pretty fucking crazy. Other way, it's amazing that this guy's standing up. Right. Jesus. Do you think his arm took all the bark off, or they took all the bark off? The... Was that, like, like stripped was when he, like, look, fell look on it? It kind of looks like they removed... I don't know, man. That's hard to call. Oh, I don't know why. That's bad. I've, uh, I've watched bad. a lot of these videos, too, and it's scary to, like, imagine, you know, paragliding. And your engine cutting out and just falling into whatever's beneath you. Yeah, man. Yeah, God. And just like, it's like one of those pits in like a dungeon, you know, just trapdoor drops you on it. <sighs> God. Yeah, man. This all occurred, uh, I didn't mention before, Belarus, a uh, Eastern European country under Russia. Uh, Belarus. Oh, Belarus. Is that how you say it? Ooh, Belarus. I like Belarus. I like Belarus. Belarus. You go with that. It's, cool. it's like Polaris. <laughs> Belarus. Um, and they speak Belarusian. 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 And and Russian, of course, but you know. And Russian. <laughs> Russian. Um, but yeah, man. Poof, be careful out there if you are flying in anything, because this is crazy, and I doubt you have the balls that this man has to. Uh, I think he was naked in that photo too. With the fucking he definitely is naked. Naked, definitely... standing with a tree trunk coming out. Yeah, the picture conveniently just cuts off the dick, right where the dick, the base of the dick would start. Well, yeah. I'm glad that they did that. He's confident. He's dick swinging with a, a tree through his shoulder. Tree swinging. No, oh, he's swinging in multiple pieces of wood. We have, we have another story with a man who was, uh, you know, impaled with something, and this time it was a knife in his butt. We're, we're talking uh, oh. one of his one of his cheeks, all right? It's not that kind of show, people. Okay. <laughs> this took place in North Carolina, in Asheville, where a woman was accused of stabbing her boyfriend in the butt after he refused to buy her alcohol. Oh, my God. So we got a drunk who was just to the end. Maybe she wasn't drunk at that point, and that's what... That's the problem? Yeah. Yeah, that, true. That's what caused this altercation. She's actually a very happy drunk. But it's the problem before she gets drunk. She's really yeah. just over. If she's not drunk, don't don't t fuck with her. Don't get in her yeah. way. Yeah. Fuck no. So uh, the 47-year-old woman was charged with deadly assault with a weapon uh, on June 23rd. And the police had walked up and found the man laying on the sidewalk in front of uh, the building. Where, or I'm sorry, the apartment building. And I, I'm, I was sitting here wondering when I read it, why was he laying on the sidewalk? But yeah. 
I think I figured it out. If you get stabbed in the butt, you can't sit and wait for someone. You gotta go belly down on the sidewalk. <laughs> Because if you try and sit, it's just gonna yeah, it's just gonna lean on the stab wound. I mean, you could put pressure and maybe close it off, but uh, I'd probably just lean to the other side, like maybe I don't know. Uh, like like you're posting up for someone to draw you. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, (laughs) officers, thank you for coming. Oh God, (laughs) I'm in such pain. It's look like (laughs) yeah, I don't know. You look really relaxed. But yeah, the uh, officers then went into the apartment and they found the girlfriend who had become violent when he refused to buy her alcohol and she stabbed him with a steak knife in the right buttock. Oh my god. They found the knife with dried red liquid matter. So, there's pretty open and closed case there. Yep. The old no alcohol stab in the butt. Yep. Defense. Clear, <laughs> clear path here. We know the, uh, the origin of this crime and the end. Nice. This is the third one today. Last Jesus. time it was the left butter. Oh man, it's weird how every other one is the other butt cheek. You never you get two lefts pets. or two rights. <laughs> Whoever's right gets lunch. <laughs> hey there, slackers. We had a little bit of technical difficulties during this episode. You may have noticed my mic's been a little bit fuzzy throughout the episode. We also happened to lose the last story and funny clip from our part one during Bizarre News. So fear not, we're still going to be posting the funny clip up on our Facebook page on Friday, so you can still check that out. And now we continue our episode with a promo from Hop Nation USA. Do you like craft beer? Uh-huh. Do you like an unending wealth of puns? Uh-huh. What about four-hour lectures on the ethics of cryptocurrency usage in third world nations? No! Oh, right. But do you still want craft beer reviews and comedy, right? Uh-huh. Then listen to Hop Nation USA, a craft beer podcast. Available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Music Play, and Stitcher. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not. Just listen to the podcast. Hop Nation USA. Where all fine podcasts are sold. This episode has been brought to you by Studio. Studio's a headphone that's just, you know, it's not just glorious to look at, but it's a great sound as well. Don't you think, Jesse? I gotta say, great functionality, and it's hard to find something that ha- that works and is designed, like, beautiful to the eye. Yeah, yeah, it is quite glorious to look at. I, uh, I really enjoy the, uh, the chroming of the sides. It's really, it's, it's elegant design. I put, and, my, uh, be- I put my pair on a pedestal at night. Oh, do you? And I keep them. That's where I keep them. You know, pampering them. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Some velvet yeah. lining for it. I like that. Now, they were kind enough, I believe, to give us a code, weren't they, Jesse? Yes, they were. They gave us a fifteen percent off code to share with our listeners, and that discount code is American Slacker, all one word. That gives you fifteen percent off any purchase, along with worldwide free shipping. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check them out. Studio.com. S-U-D-I-O.com. And we are back with our Xbox gaming segment. This is one of my favorite segments to talk about on the show, Matt. 
Oh yeah, we're avid gamers. We definitely enjoy to get our hands on the Xbox and uh, fuck around with, you know, all these new games that come out and uh, some just catch us. You know? Yeah, and one of those is uh, Jurassic World Evolution, one that you were really amped up for. I just happened to end up with it because yeah, this game you share got shit it. is. Look, can we talk about this for a second? Somehow the game share works on his end, and I get none of the benefits. He gets all my games, but I can't get any of his, and I'm jealous because we're talking about a game that he plays next, and I can't get it for free from him. But he's playing my Jurassic World. How yeah, is, what? We'll have to figure that out. Maybe. I don't know, because it automatically downloaded for me as soon as you got it, and I was like, oh, let me check that shit out. So um, we'll, we'll work Jurassic on that World. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic World, developed by Frontier Developments, the same company behind Roller Coaster Tycoon. So that would explain why, you know, the theme park element uh, is really well pulled off in this game. Um, it got a lot of weird reviews, you know, a lot of mediocre ones. And I've got to say, I really enjoyed it. If you're a Jurassic geek like I am, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, it's they've fun. got a shit. Yeah, yeah. They got a shit ton of dinosaurs in it. There's like 37 types of dinosaurs, man. So there's a ton of shit to fuck around with, and you can modify their genes to change their colors and do all kinds of cool shit. And I would but say build- each. An interesting thing is that each like island has its own set of challenges. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. That's another aspect too. There's like five different islands that you have to unlock and get their rating up and. Uh, the last one's cool because it's like uh, dra- the original Jurassic Park that's like all fucked up and you gotta fix it. Damn. I haven't gotten yeah. that far yet. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I'm like, I'm part three. <laughs> but either way, it's it's a great game. It's a lot of fun if you're into that business simulation type game. Um, and it's cool to see what you can do, you know, letting the dinosaurs loose, eating people and shit. Yeah, I saw um, one of the clips you posted uh, where you let a T-Rex go wild on another carnivore. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I was having a lot of fun. I just unlocked the uh, T-Rex. And, uh, man, yeah, you can do crazy shit with it. It's, so it's a lot of fun. Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of bad things happen in the game, of course. And, of course, you got Jeff Goldblum in there doing some voice acting, so that's always pleasant. And someone who sounds kind of like Chris Pratt. I don't think it was actually Chris Pratt on that one. I don't even think they sound kind of like him. <laughs> it was I, definitely I noticed off. right away. I was like... Oh man, they couldn't get Chris Pratt. Okay, Goldblum was free, of course, but right. Yeah. Well, it, another game that uh, I've been playing recently—it's uh, like an old one that I used to play, and now I've gone back to it—is Kerbal Space Program. And this yeah, is one of Elon Musk's favorite games, actually. Oh really? Yeah, that's yeah, he cool. has quite an interest in this game. And I could see why, because your your whole idea with this game is to build rockets and send them to. Uh, you know, upper orbit, uh, the their version of the moon, like different planets. Uh, you can send out s- satellite relays and shit. But it's all very physics oriented, and it's difficult. It is very difficult. Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. It, it has true me physics. Play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed watching you try to put together these. Uh, I don't even flying know death machines. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely not uh, SpaceX standard rockets, but. Uh, they get, them, hey, they get them into the atmosphere, past the atmosphere and everything, so it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about fuel issues. If you want to hear me bitch and complain about that, though, I've been uh, streaming when I've been playing that. So if you follow me on uh, it, on uh, Xbox, you can see my uh, mixer streams. So I'll be I'll be giving out little tips and stuff. Maybe you can learn from my mistakes if you yeah, end up getting hey. this game. 
because you don't have to say, make the same mistakes Landers did. I'm like I'm like one sixty four thousandth of a way into this game already, and I've had it for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a um, a game you beat in five hours. And maybe we'll give some mission reports. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a game you can beat really. I mean, you can just continue going and yeah. going and going. You just do whatever you want. You know, make a space station. Uh, go to experiments, unlock everything. I guess you, at the point where you unlock everything, that's when you would beat it, when you get all the parts. Yeah, 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 true. Or plant a flag on all the planets. You kind of make your own objectives. That's that's what's fun about uh, games like these. But, yeah, if you want to watch me do some streaming of Kerbal Space Program, come check it out on Mixer and watch me blow shit up. Hell, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. It interested me for a bit. <laughs> Um, the next thing we got to talk about, Fallout 76 has a release date. What? What? And it's this year. Yeah, man, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be like a year wait, maybe a year and a half. Nope. November 14th this year. Now, they're not even waiting for uh, Christmas, which I was surprised by. True, right? I mean, yeah, usually you want to capitalize on that Christmas market. Everybody's mm-hmm. buying games for the kids and shit, like... That's a nah, big holiday nah, they're trying game to pump it out. sales kind of time. Yeah, it's when the consoles come out. They always come out right around, you know, the holiday season. So I'm excited to know that, you know, by November we're going to be playing multiplayer Fallout. It'll it'll be fun to see what kind of new stuff they had. They've released a lot of information since E3 about Fallout 76. Yeah. We touched briefly on it in a previous episode before yeah. they released a lot of the info. But, uh... You can nuke people if you get the codes to do so, which is definitely my plan, and I want to put it out there on American Slacker Podcast. I'm recruiting for the villainous army of slackers so that we can collect all of the codes and and nuke everyone and basically be the Negan of Fallout, if you you can think of it that way. If you're a a fan of uh, The Walking Dead, you'll you'll know who Negan is. Villainous son of a bitch. Poor Glenn. So <laughs> we're, we're excited to see what happens. Um, unfortunately, mm. I'm still keeping an eye on the premium edition or whatever, the special power armor edition of the pre people. And it still is out on every single on Walmart, GameStop, uh, Amazon, Best Buy. They all don't have it. So yeah. I, I, it's rare. It's not going to happen. I don't think I'm going to get to wear a power armor helmet. That sucks, man sucks you're on that voice changer man that would be pretty cool actually do streams he'd be trying to put do it on the podcast and like come on now no no. take the helmet off man another thing we got to touch on uh that was announced at e3 was the july xbox one update which is uh really the main headline of it is fast start which i think is awesome and uh basically it uses machine learning to identify which files you need first when you're downloading a game from like uh, the internet, like if you're purchasing a digital, and okay. uh, that way you can really get into the game like twice as fast. You'll be able to start it and actually play it way quicker. Nice. Instead of having to wait and wait, and you know, like we were talking about this, sometimes you know, you'll open it, it'll say ready to start, and it'll mm-hmm. just be like the main menu, like oh, you still have this much to download. Yeah, that's always a pain in the ass. It's like what the fuck? What's with the fake out, man? I thought I was good yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. So now this will be pretty cool to uh, to have. You know, I, I buy a lot of digitals lately, so I like that. I like being able to play it quicker instead of waiting like two hours to actually play the damn game. Right. 
And another yeah. thing that was added with the uh, most recent update is the uh, Microsoft Rewards app is now on Xbox, which is something I've taken advantage of. Um, actually, one of our uh, friends of the show, Z, she she said she got a year's worth of uh, Xbox Live just by doing searches oh, wow. on the Microsoft Rewards platform. So that's something to that's look good. into. Download the app. You're able to do searches right from there get points you can spend on amazon gift cards i think starbucks gift cards or you know your subscription to xbox live so yeah something yeah, worth checking awesome. into hell yeah uh, a couple other things the update had was um now you can press y anywhere in the dashboard to bring up the search which is nice that's awesome and um also there's some improvements to mixer um it lets you use like a mouse and keyboard support oh, okay there's there's a couple of cool things so uh yeah check it out New update. It's always nice that they're constantly revamping and making sure you get the best software and uh, and just overall interface to use. Yeah, I appreciate that they do that. And sometimes it's a it's a hard left, but then you kind of get used to it. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You have no say in it, so it's Whoa. like, oh shit. I kind of like you know. I hate when it's like you like the old one, you know. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't. It hasn't happened too too much lately with Xbox. No, not in a while. So yeah. We're lucky of that. Now, uh, one thing that they brought back are the Xbox Quests. These are ways that you can enter to win yourself a free, solid gold Xbox Project Scorpio. Xbox One X, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, if you complete them, you get a free mystery gift, too. So God knows Ooh. what that is. It's probably, you know, like a random month. Like They gave me a month one time of Xbox Live. Mystery so box could like be that. anything. Could be a boat. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if they're gonna give out boats to everybody because literally everybody could even be a boat. <laughs> everybody gets a boat. You get a boat. You get a boat. You get a boat. We're starting a boat club. <laughs> so they're they're actually pretty easy. It's um for the first quest, play three hours of multiplayer three days in a row, and that's from what July. Uh, I think that's only until the tenth. So yeah. hopefully you did that. If you're an avid yeah, gamer, actually, yeah. you've you've done that one. Um, yeah. The second quest, which it's weird that they're breaking it up into two segments like this. Yeah, and such a narrow time slot, too. They usually give you more time, I feel like. Yeah, um, but with the second quest, if you join a new club between July 10th and July 16th, then, mm. you know, you do both of those and you, you're entered for a possible win for the uh, gold Xbox One X and uh, free prize, whatever that mystery yeah. gift is. Who knows, man? Yeah, so definitely complete the quests. Who knows? Maybe you get that 24 karat. <laughs> now we have some games with gold, the free games that they give you if you have an Xbox Live gold subscription. And they're giving away some interesting ones this month. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you've had a hand on this uh, first one. Uh, what do you got to say? Assault Android Cactus is a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know yeah, what to expect re- going into this game. You seem like you got a little addicted fo- to it for a minute, so I got to say I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, it's I've one got of it those. On the queue. It's one of those games where you're on different platforms and you're—I uh, want to say like running gun, but you're not really running except just around the, the level that you're on. And uh, enemies pop up around you. You just continuously shoot and like rack up kill streaks and stuff like that. Um, but you're little robots, and you can like run out of energy, which is essentially your health. So you got to keep picking up batteries. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And huh. we didn't get a chance to play multiplayer. I'm not sure if it's actually multiplayer on xbox one but i could see that being a lot of fun having a couple of friends yeah, in there everyone yeah. just kind of shooting each other 
going ham. Hell yeah. That's it does, always fun. It does have like a multiplayer mode, so uh, I, I didn't get a chance to tackle it myself. But maybe you're able to uh, team up with some friends or do competitive shooting. Yeah. I, the story itself was, was fun to play through. And it was a quick, easy play as well. Okay, that's always nice. And you can get Assault Android Cactus all of July. It's available the whole month. Okay, definitely check it out. Um, like I'm definitely curious about it after you've been talking about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely one of those fun little games that you, you should you should give a try. The next game that we have yeah. is Death Squared, which is available on Xbox One from the 16th of July to the 15th of August. Okay, and this is a puzzle game, right? Yeah, it's like a weird competitive puzzle game uh, where you can like blow each other up and you're these little cubes and you roll around a platform. Um, I didn't get a chance to check it out yet as of this recording, but I'm sure I'm gonna, you know, give it a try. It looks, it looks kind of complex. I wonder how, yeah. how difficult it's gonna be once we actually get into the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about it myself, actually. Um, the next one I have downloaded, and I'm waiting to fight you. Oh, oh you're calling me out, huh? <laughs> I'm calling you out on the show. How about that? Damn, bring it on. Yeah, man. We're talking about Virtual Fighter... This is an Xbox 360 port over. It's available from the 1st to the 15th. Hopefully you had a chance to grab it, because it's definitely worth it. It's an arcade classic. I had an old Virtua Fighter game for, like, PlayStation 2. I'm trying... I don't remember which one it was, but I remember there was an old drunk guy that you could fight as, and I'd always pick him to fight. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, there's there's been a shit ton of um, releases for this game. Um, you know, dating back from even the old arcade, but there was they were in the arcade too. I don't know if you yep. ever played it in the arcade. Yeah, I remember the big cabinets with Virtua Fighter. I probably played it more in the arcade than I did at uh, like home type deal. That was know? the that was the one thing with I never really got into fighting games because it always seemed like the same. It seemed very repetitive, especially when you're against like a Man. computer. Yeah, I liked like Killer Instinct when I was a kid mm-hmm. on Super Nintendo, and then after that it was like these are all the same Tekken, Virtua Fighter, like you know, yep. I would name it. Same Even idea, go to the day. Characters. What, what's that superhero one of today that like everybody buys on Justice? Yeah. yeah. It's Same fun. Thing. It's like Mortal Kombat. You can't really like I'll, I'll never turn down Mortal Kombat, especially if it's like against another person. That's where yeah. those games get fun, is like when you can yeah. play with a friend. Mm, true. Yeah, playing alone. Nah. Yeah. And uh Virtua yeah. Fighter is available for only 14 days. It's only available till yeah. the 15th, so be sure to uh, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully yeah, you, had, you got it, I guess. Had, yeah, hopefully you had the chance to get it because it's definitely a nice freebie. You got to be on those. Same with the next one, man. I've always liked the Splinter Cell series. In Splinter Cell Conviction, another 360 port over is coming the 16th to the 31st. So you definitely got to grab that one. Those are always really high intensity games. Very oh, stealth man. type missions and uh, you know yeah. tactical shooters. Yeah, it's Sam Fisher, right? That's the guy's name. Or Tom Clancy? I always forget. I get him confused. Well, no, no, no. Tom Clancy's the guy, the developer, like the the author. Um, oh, is but, uh, Sam the, Fisher the main the character? character? I think it's Sam Fisher. I, I don't remember. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's Sam Fisher. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. It. No, I'm definitely right. Either way, it's it's a okay. whole stealth based video game action adventure by Ubisoft, you know, the Tomb Raider series. Um, so it, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'll always remember, you know, just all the gadgets you get in it. That's a lot of fun. 
I'm, I'm going to have a good time playing this. I, I like playing yeah. some of these older games because uh, I never got a chance to, you know, I never really explored the Splinter Cell um, series. I'm, I'm not really yeah. too knowledgeable on it. I'm, really? I remember, I, yeah, I remember my dad had like a couple of uh, Tom Clancy games on the PC back in the day that I used to try to play okay. and I get wasted every time because I didn't understand the complexity of a hostage situation at eight. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is more of an espionage like series. Sneaking and, in, uh, stealing files kind of thing, yeah, assassination. Like, yeah, spy gear, like a lot of night vision, goggle type deal, and heat vision, like craziness. Sweet. You know? That'll be fun. I'm I'm it's looking forward to playing this one. Hell yeah. Maybe we'll touch back up on it uh, next time we do video gaming. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and that one's available from the 16th to the 31st of July. So to run that yeah. down again, we got Assault Android Cactus available for the full month. Death Squared from the 16th to the 15th of August. Virtua Fighter 5 from the 1st to the 15th of July. And Splinter Cell Conviction from the 16th to the 31st. Awesome. Definitely check them out. Get them while you can. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> and now, before we go any further into our music suggestions... We have a little something for you from the So It Is Told podcast. What it is, everyone. I'm Jacob Meza, the host of the podcast So It Is Told. Each week I read a new folk tale or fairy tale with a local comedian and or world traveler. Like your drunk grandma reading a bedtime story, their suspense. Oh my god, they are cannibals! Magic. <laughs> In all-around madness. They're birthing hips! <laughs> Available on any mainstream podcast directory. F -f -f fresh <laughs> And we're back. It's time to uh, hit you guys with some of our, our uh, artists that we're listening to right now. Yeah, we got a couple of good ones here to suggest. The first one that I will put up for your listening uh, pleasure is a rapper named Hobo Johnson. And this was actually suggested, he was suggested to me by uh, a guy who does some of the music that you might hear playing behind us in our episodes. Uh, my coworker and friend, uh, Tim H, AKA Big H the Don. He does uh, some of the music for our show here. And while talking to him, Hell he yeah. suggested Hobo Johnson to me. He's like, oh, you haven't heard this guy? And he showed me the first song that I'm going to play, which is uh, Peach Scone. Now, Matt, you told me something when we were discussing him uh, before the show about how this was a viral sensation, which I hadn't known about until uh, we had talked about that. Yeah, man. I, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, holy shit. I know this because he speaks in a way that's just you can't mistake it. And uh, he had that. You can find a video. It's called Hobo Johnson and the Love Makers. And it was a, mm -hmm. the 2018 NPR Tiny Desk Contest, I believe. You were telling me about that, and I looked it up a little bit. Yeah, and that it's, I guess, you know, a creative music type of thing that NPR, it's a contest they put out. And they made this in their uh, music video for Peach Scone in the backyard of, uh, I, I think, a friend of his. And it ended up becoming yeah. this huge viral sensation. And it shot really well. It's like all one shot. It is. And yeah, man. Which, and, which I always appreciate uh, when people do that in like movies or, or music videos. Yeah, and uh, it, it's funny because a lot of the people listening to this episode are gonna know this person as soon as you play it. They're gonna be like, "Huh, I wonder if I've ever seen that." And as soon as you play it, I bet you, you know, people right. are gonna be like, "Oh shit, I remember." <laughs> it's iconic. Like you're not gonna forget that video now. Like it's that viral. 
And we'll definitely post uh, the music video up on our Facebook page when uh, this episode releases, like sometime yeah. during that week. And to give you a little bit of uh, background on Hobo Johnson, his name is actually Frank Lopes. Um, he originally was known as Homeless Johnson after being kicked out of his house as, as a teenager. And uh, he was forced to live in his car for a while. Hence the name Homeless oh, wow. Johnson, which eventually became Hobo Johnson. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. He wrote lyrics based on his uh, past experiences on love, parental relationships, fear of loneliness, future relationships, and many other topics that, you know, come to mind for him. And you mentioned The Lovemakers, which is his, uh, I don't want to say backup band because it's Hobo Johnson and The Lovemakers, technically. Um, But Mm. besides Frank Lopes, who is Hobo Johnson, there's Sam Kaminsky. Derek Lynch, Jordan Moore, David Baez Lopez, and Ben Lurch. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they've probably been rocking around for a bit, doing their own thing. This is a really cool project, man. I'm, I'm really into this. And uh, after you, t- you like brought this up, it blew my mind. Like I was like, holy shit! Like I, didn- I never conceived that they were like just like a real group, you know? Right. And yeah, they do put out really an interesting sound. It's a little bit more spoken word, like side of rap, if, if I were to categorize it. Oh, and they're and they're yeah. uh, close. They're close to me, I guess. Uh, they're right up here near Sacramento. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, they're right out there. Mm-hmm. So the first song that I'll be playing for you, as I mentioned before, is called Peach Scone. This was the one that sort of brought him into the attention and eyes of a lot of uh, people in the public so this is peach scone by hobo johnson and the love maker and i love the thought of being with you or maybe it's the thought and not being so alone hey the second one's way sadder than the first one but i don't know i love the thought of being with you maybe it's the thought and not being so alone the second one's way sadder than the first one but I don't know. We should go and get a freaking cup of coffee and all act friendly. And I won't pull any stunts, but I'm a little stunt puller from birth. So I don't know what to tell you if I try to confess my love for scones. I just want to say something real quick. Please, you shouldn't listen. I love these scones. Just a virtue to the selection of the half here the blueberry, the raspberry, strawberry, pumpkin, even, which is basically a freaking squash. I'm gonna make a scone out of a freaking squash. Oh, where, where? That shit blows my mind. That's Elon Musk just in his little lab cooking up, baby. But what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Your boyfriend made you mad the other day? What was he saying? Oh, what do I think? Hmm. So that was Peach Scone by Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. And that came out in 2018. This has only been a, uh, this is like a new single of theirs. And before this single kind of hit the airwaves, uh, there was their first studio album, which came out in 2017. And the only reason I'm doing this backwards is because I'm guessing, like Matt said, a lot of people might be able to recognize that song from the viral, you know, video. Yeah. But yeah. there's some really good songs on the uh, studio album as well, The Rise of Hobo Johnson, which was made in 2017. One of the songs that I really enjoyed from it was called Sex in the City. And it's just like, it's uh, it's got a really cool melody to it, a really cool beat. Uh, the lyrics are interesting. I like how it starts off with like a, a creditor calling him to pay like part of uh, <laughs> debt that he doesn't have money for 
Yeah. And it's it's cool to see the different elements that are brought into the music um, of Hobo Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Now, before before we get into Sex in the City, if you would like to see Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers, they're going to be in... They're touring all over uh, the U.S. right now. Uh, July 21st, they're in Denver, Colorado, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah on the 23rd, 25th, they're in San Luis Obispo, California. Oh, and then they're going over to the UK, uh, end of July into August. They're going to be in Ireland, International, Glasgow, Cardiff, Newcastle. So uh, I guess if you want to catch them, you're going to have to catch them, you know, at the very end of July before they, they go over the pond. Before they do it. Yeah. It's cool. I didn't realize that they were touring that much. Yeah, they're riding that viral wave, man. So as I promised, here is Sex in the City by Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. Would you be able to pay the balance before today? 691? No, I can't. I can't. Okay. No problem. Because what we can do, we can uh, break that up into three monthly payments. Beautiful people only live in downtown, in midtown, and around where I stay. Is it the brain that really matters, or the character that flatters, or dependent on their beautiful face? But if you're beautiful from birth, do you really have the courage of a woman picked on for a girth? Ever since she was a kid, you know how kids work, up until she was a full-grown adult. Now, I'm not saying that it's real smooth sailing, but guys being nice doesn't hurt. And I'm not saying that they're perfect, I'm just saying that they're different. And the difference is they love to wear skirts. Sex in the city, they feels really, really nice With hands placed on faces and twinkles in their eyes Sex in the city, Bobby looks really, really great With a girl that's like a 10 and a guy that's about an 8 Sex in the city, sounds like it takes place on stage While moaning in key, while Marvin Gaye sings Sex in the city, candles smell like great jobs and promising careers My candles smell like fear, my roommates play here I have really bad back knee. Looks like the gosh. So that was Sex in the City by Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. It's cool. I really liked it. I like the use of saxophone in the background. It sounded, it was a very city sound. It, it reminded me of like a, a rainy downtown at like almost sundown sort of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And again, the very uniqueness of their spoken word. And uh, we've put spoken word recommendations on the show before, but I really, I really enjoy this. Uh, Hobo Johnson's unique version of it i will say right he, he's an interesting character i'd love to see what comes next out of hobo yeah. johnson and the lovemakers you can't forget them can't forget the lovemakers hell no now the band i'm gonna suggest is fm84 and it's not really a band it's one man uh it's a uh well he has an acoustic drummer and an electric guitarist if he plays live shows basically. okay yeah it's kind of tough but, to do all of them <laughs> yeah it consists of colin bennett um, he's the brains behind FM84, which is a synthwave band. I really enjoy that retro styling of uh, the synth. After, you know, I really found like uh, bands like The Midnight and uh, it's just, it, they're a related artists. So I, I, I clicked over and uh, man, I love FM84. This one song um, popped up that I'm going to recommend first and it's called Running in the Night. And it also has um, another artist, a female artist called Ollie Ride. In it, and she's known about the uh, the uh, retro synthwave community. She's in a lot of different songs with different artists, and uh, a great artist on her own. Definitely check her out. But this song is like, it's just like a classic '80s song with modern touches to it. 
Okay. And, you know, FM84 touches on a lot of, like, relationship and just, like, the summer in California is, like, how they like to describe it. Like, a retro summer in California is, like, the, the thought behind, like, all the 80s albums. in Malibu. Yeah, man. And uh, this song, I think, fits it perfectly. This is Running in the Night. I used to be the one. I used to be a getaway dreamer. I couldn't get enough. Thinking that we would last forever. Don't know what you're thinking of. Slipping further out of reach. To the edge of time we could go. Away from all the world to see. You were wild trying to set yourself free. I didn't see the signs right in front of me. Yeah, so that was Running in the Night. I really, uh, that was the first song that got me into them, into him. And, uh, yeah, it just it has such a good melody. I love the vocals of, uh, Ollie Ride on top of it. And it's just, it's so fitting. And, um, you know, you gotta be into in my head. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those songs, you know? Like, you gotta be into, like, the retro thing. I understand that. But, uh, I just, I enjoy it so much. That does feel and, like a summer driving at sunset with your, like, uh, windows down and it's hot and you got sunglasses yeah. on still. Yeah, man. Definitely. It's got Miami Vice sort of feel to it. But like you said, it, it feels modern for some reason. It feels like an updated yeah. 80s song. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, it's old, but it's new. It's so, it's such a weird, uh, com- composition. It's like new, but familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was off of the uh, 2016 album Atlas, along with the next song I'm going to recommend, which is Tears. Now, FM84 burst onto the scene in, back in 2015 with a bunch of uh, singles popping out. And uh, he's based out of LA. If you wanted to see him, it's a little troublesome because he does pop up shows, really. He did a pop up show last year with uh, The Midnight, and oh, uh, wow. another band I, I had recommended. And um, I really, really, one of my favorite bands of all time, honestly. And. Uh, yeah, he does, you know, random pop-up shows, so keep an eye on him. You can really uh, check him out. You know, Spotify is a good way to get his music. Um, or you can go to mainly Bandcamp, I believe, is his website. You know, go to uh, fm84.bandcamp.com if you want to check out the main hub for him. But uh, back to the song. This is Tears, and uh, this is an instrumental. But uh, I feel like, you know, an instrumental can tell you a story all of it on its own. True. And I, this one just, uh, you could definitely feel... You know, the romance of the song, you know. So I'll let you decide what you think of it. This is Tears off of uh, Atlas again from 2016.
So yeah, that was Tears off of uh, the 2016 album, Atlas. And yeah, I, just, I feel like, for my my own opinion, I feel like that's a song about breakthrough almost. Like, it's just it's like a constant melody, just constantly breaking through and getting a little more louder and progressive, you know? And uh, that's the thing I like about instrumentals. You can take whatever you want from it. You know, you can imagine your own story to it. Absolutely. I actually, I'm tr- I just uh, went and followed them on Spotify, and I'm trying to add them to a playlist called Chill. Because that is fucking chill right there. That if yeah. I could like, if I was angry and I listened to that while like driving, like it would just calm me down. There'd be no road rage Dude. whatsoever. Hell yeah! If we got any Kavinsky fans out there, you'll definitely enjoy FM84. You know they're riding on that that synth wave, and they got a lot of instrumentals out there. And uh, there, you know, there's just a lot of vibes from all the different instrumentals too. So it's cool to check out. Um, it's, it's so interesting how different sound is these days like it's it go has gone off in so many different directions and like pe- there's people doing the synth wave there's people doing the spoken word rap like like hobo johnson then there's like you know the radio rock and pop stars it's just it's very yeah. in- it's interesting to see how everything sort of branched out to these different uh yeah vibes if you will yeah i would say yeah it's crazy like if you hold that like it's just like we try to dive off ourselves honestly into these side branches so i feel like you know these like independence of like off of that mainstream shit like mm-hmm. you know a lot of the shit we recommend is very unique and and just like outspoken compared to like radio pop or rock yeah or we try and we try and pick i mean because that doesn't see it doesn't seem like radio is really the goal anymore nah not for, anymore for man bands. which sucks the radio used to be like the shit the you know, I feel like we wouldn't be here without the radio, obviously, you know, but uh, yeah. nowadays it's like you can get so much better. There's so many podcasts out there and uh, Spotify and whatnot. Look for yep. the recommendations like Hobo Johnson and FM 84, which we will also be adding to our Spotify playlist. You can listen to our show on Spotify, but we also have a playlist where we feature all of the artists that we've suggested. Yeah, there's a ton. I, uh, last time I checked, we're like well over three hours of, of music, and nice. this will bring it up. So, so yeah, definitely check it out. It's a cool playlist. With it'll take you all over, all over the world, all over the genres. Now, I think it's about time we wrap this sucker up. And uh, this is where I tell you, hey, stop by the Facebook page, and also check out the American Slackers group. And uh, don't forget to stop by Instagram, American Slacker Podcast. You'll find the promos for each and every show. And uh, if you want to stop by our brand new, beautiful website, you got to check that out. ASPodcast.com, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com, whichever you prefer. You can also get at us on Twitter or Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. All of our episodes go up on YouTube. We're trying to put more and more content up on our YouTube channel, so go subscribe there to be alerted to when we do so. Please rate and review the show on iTunes, five stars or nothing, and tell a friend about the show. That's how you make another slacker. Also, thank you to anyone who watches our Instagram live feeds. We do those almost every Saturday. We're doing uh, challenges. We're drinking exotic alcohols. It's always fun to be able to talk to the fans of the show and, you know, get that chance to interact with them. If you want to send us an email, americanslaggerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget the Spotify playlist. Search American Slacker Podcast. You'll find us there. 
You can also become a Patreon sponsor of the show, and that gets you some rewards, including a shout-out. Speaking of, big thank you to some of our Patreon supporters, including Dave Gunn, Seth Anders, Kyle Nolan Bradford from the Crime Roulette Podcast, and Aaron W. from the Yes And I Am Podcast. Ah, thank you so much, guys. Your support goes a long way, and uh, definitely if you feel like supporting the show, go to American Soccer Podcast at Patreon, and uh, we would love any support you would be willing to give us. You can also check out our merch on our website uh, or go directly to the shop at americanslackerpodcast.bigcartel.com. Hell yeah. Check it out. And uh, hey, if you want to get us on our personal shit, you can get at me on Instagram at mwgmedia and on Xbox Live at G from HP. And you can find me on all that shit at Landers the Plane. All right, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love all of you. And uh, until next time, hey. That's it. There you go. Drink water. We shouldn't have gone in that cave, man. The bear killed the hunter. He's fucking dead. And now we're dead. My bag was open when we ran and I lost a bunch of our shit, including the GPS. Fuck! We have to get back. We're gonna find a way out of this. And we have to report this to the authorities. We don't even know where the fuck we are. We don't even know his name. It's getting dark. We're basically drop pins in the middle of miles of the densest forests of all of America. Hold on a second. Of course I don't have service out here. Check your phone. Maybe there's a pin on it and we can find where the car is and get out of here. Oh, whoa. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it is marked, but without service, I have no idea where we are in relation to it. You know, we, we basically walked straight north into this place. The sun has been setting that way, so we know that's west, which will make this south. So we have to head this way. Matt, I'm serious. I'm fucking starving. You have to give me a handful of that trail mix, or I I might just pass out. Look, man, we don't know how long we are going to be out here. We have to be smart about every single move we make. It's not my fault you packed eight candy bars and you ate them all in the first few days. I'm rationing these nuts. You're going to give me those nuts. Go find your own nuts, dick. Give me the fucking bit. Fuck, dude, no. Give me fucking ruin them. Stop. Give me My hand, out. My hand. Jesse, behind you. Oh, my. It's real. Oh, my God. Slowly hand it the trail mix. I hope this works. Please don't kill me, Sasquatch. I think it likes it. It's eating like the whole bag. It's walking away. But I, I think it wants us to follow it. Wait, do we really want to go with this thing? What if it turns around and rips us apart?
Honestly, I don't know what's gonna happen, but it could have killed us right away. I feel like it's trying to help us. In fact, I know it. Do you really think anyone's gonna believe us? We're following this creature that made the noise. The noise. It's real. We managed to stumble across it. We found what everybody in the world thinks is a myth. And I can't believe this is happening. But I've gotta say, man, my feet are fucking killing me. We've been following this thing for two hours. And now I'm wondering where it is bringing us. What if we're following it back to its nest and it's gonna try to kill us? I knew we shouldn't have followed or trusted this hairy animal. Wait! Dude, that's the hunter's cabin! Holy shit, you're right! Wait, it's, it's going right for the pig that the hunter shot! I think he shot it for the Bigfoot. It's like an offering. Wait, it's, it's coming over here. You guided us and brought us back to safety. Thank you. I don't know if we could ever repay you. There it goes. Back into non-existence. We forgot to tell you! Your friend is dead. And those were the last words we ever spoke to the beast of the Pacific Northwest. We were finally able to provide an answer for the source of the noise. But the question remained, would anyone believe us? This show was written and produced by Jesse Landers and Matthew Gertz. Characters in this series were voiced by Seth Anders, Matthew Gertz, Jesse Landers, Marley Oxenholm, and Aaron Weininger. This has been an American Slacker production. production.